Welcome to Harmonia. I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join me for the next hour as today's performers of medieval Renaissance and Baroque music bring to life the music of the distant past. Did somebody leave their truck idling in the parking lot? Oh, wait, that's just the bass voices warming up. This hour, we've got the lowdown on music written for gentlemen with supremely subterranean vocal ranges. Whether for the church or for the delight of audiences looking for a different kind of experience, there's no doubt that there's something special about that basso profundo sound. Plus, our featured release by the Vox Early Music Ensemble takes us to record-setting depths with performances that include the lowest known ranges in Renaissance vocal music. Motet Absalon Philimi is quite the problem child for musical scholars, since it has been attributed to two different and equally important 15th century Franco-Flemish composers. Josquin de Pre initially laid claim to the work, but Pierre de la Rue is a more likely candidate, since the work features not only quotations from other la Rue compositions, but also is a closer stylistic match to la Rue's methods. If you listen closely to the last note of the motet, one of the bass singers, on this recording basso profundo Glenn Miller, plunges to a staggering pitch that is a rarity in other works from the same time frame.
we heard Absalon Fili Me, a motet based on biblical texts performed by the Vox Early Music Ensemble under the direction of Christopher Wolverton. We'll hear more from the Vox Early Music Ensemble later in the program in our featured release entitled Extreme Singing, La Rue Requiem and Other Low Masterpieces of the Renaissance. If you are even remotely familiar with the booming, resonant bass voices of Russian Orthodox choral music, then you've already witnessed the power of the basso profundo. Also known as an octavist, these exceptionally deep-ranged vocalists not only have the notes in the basement, but the power to project those notes as part of their normal singing range. The typical octavist has notes that extend a full octave beneath that of an ordinary voice. And while this ability is rare, there are works dating as far back as the late 14th century featuring these ground-shaking guys. During a time when musical experimentation had reached one of its avant-garde peaks, there was a society of windbag intellectuals in France that was known as the fumeurs, or smokers. Not literally a cigar club, the term comes from poetry set to music by some late 14th century composers, referring to the foggy, smoky fumes given off by these men's muddled thoughts and conversations. One work that pokes fun at the fumeurs is by a composer named only as Solage in the collection of French vocal music called the Chantilly Codex. Let's hear this progressive-minded, harmonically colorful piece delivered by a trio of low basses.
music from one of the most prolific composers of the late 14th century, we heard the almost cartoonish rondeau entitled Fumeux Fumé par Fumé, poking fun at a society of intellectuals who like to blow a lot of hot air. Solage is the only name that exists for the author of this piece for low voices. The recording is by members of the Huelgas Ensemble. You can become a fan of Harmonia Early Music on Facebook or follow our updates all week long on Twitter. Just search for Harmonia Early Music. In the 15th century, the role of the octavist developed into one of more serious vocal color. Compositional mastermind Johannes Ockeghem certainly pressed his unique stamp of vocal vitality upon his motets, masses, and chansons, separating himself from the pack. Favoring long lines of nearly unbroken horizontal quality, Ockeghem also somehow managed to fold those lines over a double-edged sword of rhythmic complexity and harmonic innovation. A staggering number of Akagim's works survive in a brilliantly illuminated manuscript dubbed the Kiji Codex, and several of them feature parts prominently written for a lower voice. What distinguishes these bass lines from their wacky 14th century forebears is the attention given to the sensual qualities that can be achieved with such unique color, qualities like suffering, thoughtfulness, piety, grief, or loss. Akagim was the chapel choir master for the French court and was also celebrated in theoretical writings at the time as a renowned bass vocalist. It stands to reason, then, that he may very well have been the octavist that was performing the low bass parts in his own music. Tooting his own foghorn, perhaps?
the addition of a very low bass to the four upper parts of the motet Intemerata Dei Mater conveys piety and introspection in praising the Blessed Virgin Mary. We heard the ensemble Capella Pratensis performing this motet by Franco-Flemish octavist and composer Johannes Ockegem. You're listening to Harmonia, a program of early music that comes to you from the studios of WFIU at Indiana University. Partial support for Harmonia comes from Penco Incorporated of Bedford, Indiana. Partial support also comes from Early Music America, fostering the performance, scholarship, and community of early music on the web at earlymusicamerica.org. I'm Angela Mariani. Welcome back. We're exploring the depths of the human voice this hour. Johannes Tinctoris was an accomplished theorist and composer responsible for penning several influential treatises throughout the late 15th and early 16th centuries. One of his most lasting contributions to musical thought at the time was a series of books about the art and practice of composing counterpoint, citing not only other composers, but his own works as well. He seemed to have an affinity for low voices. One mass that he wrote for three voices features a basso profundo. And while it follows his usual style of flowing and rhythmically complex counterpoint, it also makes effective use of the bass singer as a technical complement to the other two voices, instead of allowing it to languish on long notes beneath everything. Thank you. 
A technically demanding bass part, we heard the credo from the three-voice Missa Sine Nomine by music theorist and composer Johannes Tinctoris, performed by the Clarks Group under the direction of Edward Wickham. The low end is present in all of its resonant glory thanks to English basses Giles Underwood and Robert MacDonald. You can find hundreds of archived episodes, playlists, and podcasts online at harmoniaearlymusic.org. We would be remiss indeed if we didn't include a featured recording that specifically focuses on these marvelous male voices about which we've been bragging this entire time. The Vox Early Music Ensemble's 2011 recording, entitled Extreme Singing, contains several compositions that feature bass voices as the underpinning to a sound world of mourning and loss. Gaspar van Weerbeke, who worked for Philip the Fair, King of Castile and Duke of Burgundy, was a late 15th century composer who preferred the popular styles of Italian secular music over the smooth polyphony of his Burgundian countrymen. Though not plummeting nearly as far down as some of the other works that we've heard so far, his setting of the Marian lament Stabat Mater Dolorosa effectively expresses the grieving mother of Christ.
The Vox Early Music Ensemble performed Gaspar von Weyerbeke's setting of the Marian Lament, Stabat Mater Dolorosa. In contrast to Weyerbeke, Pierre de la Rue offers a definitive taste of the Franco-Flemish style at its contrapuntal best. His Requiem Mass stands out as an early effort to compose a complete polyphonic requiem. A special feature of this Mass is that it requires not one but two octavists, a challenge never recorded until this release. The Vox Early Music Ensemble presents the entirety of La Rue's Requiem with its prescribed ranges. We have Mark Dietrich and Glenn Miller to thank for the soul-searching abyss that is encountered in this Mass.
We heard the Agnus Dei from Pierre de la Rue's early 16th century Requiem Mass, composed for a choir that featured two contrabass singers. It's performed here by the Vox Early Music Ensemble under the direction of Christopher Wolverton from their 2011 release, Extreme Singing. And here is the lowest of the low, a five-part motet chanson with French and Latin texts that was written to deplore the death of Queen Anne of Brittany in 1514. It was composed by Franco-Flemish composer Pierre Molu, and it contains the lowest written pitch for a vocalist from any surviving work from the Renaissance. Turn up your subwoofer for this one.
the deepest of Renaissance vocal music. We heard Pierre Molu's chanson motet, Fier Atropos, written to commemorate and lament the death of Queen Anne of Brittany. It's been recorded for the very first time at its actual pitch by the Vox Early Music Ensemble, featuring the octavist Glenn Miller. This groundbreaking track can be found, along with other low masterpieces, on their release entitled Extreme Singing. Learn more about recent early music CDs on the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Harmonia is a production of WFIU and part of the educational mission of Indiana University. Additional resources come from the William and Gail Cook Music Library at the Indiana University Jacobs School of Music. We welcome your thoughts about any part of this program or about early music in general. You can leave a comment or question anytime by visiting harmoniaearlymusic.org and clicking on Contact. The writer for this edition of Harmonia is Basso Benjamin Robinette. Thanks to our studio engineer Mike Pashkash and our staff Janelle Davis, John Bailey, Elizabeth Clark, and Joe Getz. Additional technical support comes from KTTZ at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. Our producer is Luann Johnson, and I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join us again for the next edition of Harmonia.